0: And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 239, aka season three, episode 59, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since this is your weekly call-in show, uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? Uh, Absolutely nothing. Well, aren't you lucky? Yep. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit on the pre-show. And the, really it's a slow news week. Um, but the only thing that's bugging me this week, and I can't believe it's something, I can't believe it's something that needs to get discussed on this show because who knew, uh, the state or the city or the government or whatever, uh, could interfere (laughs) at such a level with something that, uh, seems, seems to be obviously not their purview. Um, so here uh, in, in Manchester, New Hampshire, and some of the surrounding cities, uh, Halloween, the holiday that happens every year on October 31st, as it should, because that's when it is, was canceled. Holiday canceled. Oh, or, no. Or postponed. I should say postponed. So uh, the, the official celebration... The the going out there and trick or treating and having fun in your costumes has been moved to Sunday, November third, from two to four in the afternoon, here in uh, Manchester proper. And I thought, <laughs> like, who does that? How can how can the government say no no no? You can't go trick or treating, right? Like, were they were they gonna go out there and stop people who were in costume? out and about? Like I don't know cuz I didn't go out we had we had other things to do. But it, it seemed like a bizarre thing. Like if you were handing out candy, would you not like were you not breaking the law uh because the government canceled Halloween? If you were found in costume, were you like a masked citizen at that point, you know, unrelated to the to the holiday, and they could step in and and you know and stop you and detain you uh for being in costume on what is now not the celebration? the celebratory time of year and then on top of that to move it to like an afternoon like two to four in the afternoon on a sunday right like who does that is has that ever uh like i grew up in hawaii and so the weather is pretty standard um but you 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 spend some time in in missouri did you ever have your halloween canceled or postponed no i don't think so i think you
1: know sometimes it would it would rain and uh, we would just be out there.
0: Yeah. You would just be out there <laughs> just grab an umbrella or grab a trash bag or whatever. And you just, you do it in the rain, right? Like I don't, you know, so I wasn't, I, that's the thing. I wasn't sure if this was like, uh, a new thing for me because, you know, it's like a mainland thing. Like, you know, white people do weird things. Uh, maybe moving holidays is one of them, you know, like, like a snow day for school, like doesn't happen in Hawaii. Maybe it's maybe it's a cultural thing that I wasn't aware of, uh, but I had another friend, uh, you know, in the in the area who lives uh, in in Manchester as well, and he was like, you know, screw this, I am not letting the government determine when I am handing out candy. So if you are out there trick or treating, rest assured you can get some candy at my place. Like he was definitely handing out candy to trick or treaters, uh, and I, may, I I commented as well. I said, you know, if you if you are out there trick or treating. Uh, after, you know, after Halloween, like if you're out there on a Sunday afternoon begging for candy and you're going like trick or treat, uh, anyone doing that deserves nothing but tricks right now is the time <laughs> to trick all those people and not give them candy, give them a trick for screwing up the holiday and being out there at the wrong time. And to top it off, someone posted a video, right? Like apparently it was like raining somewhere in Canada. And so what did the Canadians do? Uh, they built a tent, you know, not like, not like a camping tent, but like, you know, the, the, the metal frame tent and the, put the tarp going over it kind of a thing. Uh, they built that and they were just hoisting it and walking along the street, covering all the little kids with the, you know, like a, a rolling walk, covered walkway basically <laughs> to, to let them go trick or treating. I was like, yeah, see, you know, problem solution, not this nonsense, <laughs> not, not this nonsense, uh, canceling a holiday. I was like, what, what, you know, what other holidays could they cancel, right? Like, you know, can we, can we, can we move Christmas uh, if it's not snowing to like a snow day, so we get a white Christmas every year? Would that be okay? What about New Year's? Can we do New Year's at a different time, you know, just in case you know something goes wrong and we can't celebrate the ringing in of the New Year? We're like, we just we we'll just push that back a day or two, uh, and then celebrate then, right? Um, oddly enough. Right, like this is another reason why I thought it was it, it could have been like a local cultural thing. So, uh, New Year's apparently is not that big of a celebration here as it is in Hawaii. Fine, whatever. But Fourth of July is a bigger celebration here uh, than it is in Hawaii. People are very patriotic uh, for whatever reason. Um, but because Manchester, New Hampshire, is so close to Boston, and apparently, like Boston and the bigger cities, put on a better fireworks show. Uh, the, the annual 4th of July independence day celebration was held on the third. Like we, they, they <laughs> popped off a day early and really that's also dumb, right? <laughs> but apparently that's now a thing, right? They just, they, they just make the holidays here, uh, when it's convenient rather than the actual day that it is. So like Christmas, who knows when Thanksgiving is going to be this year, right? Might, might be on Thanksgiving day, might be the following Tuesday. Depends on the weather. You never know. <laughs> the same with christmas right If you want to have a white christmas let's so just schedule it for a snow day and then we'll just you know whatever whatever snow day first follows uh december 25th we'll just go ahead and make that christmas uh because the the government apparently is in control of of when holidays take place uh and i just think that is ridiculous uh, and i'm I'm glad you're kind of on the same page, MC because uh, uh, you know it, it, you know following some of the uh, threads on Facebook um, it's a it's it's sadly a divisive issue, right? Like there're people going like, well, for the sake of the children, we must be, we must keep them safe you know on mm-hmm. on on trick or like no, it's a scary holiday. They're supposed to get scared, go out and scare people. It's, 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 you know this is a life lesson holiday, if anything uh where you know I, I think i'm more
1: more disturbed about the 2 to 4 p.m part
0: okay yeah because it's in the afternoon it's not even dark you know, that's scary <laughs> going on at 2 to 4 in the afternoon yeah.
1: that makes no sense now, okay I, I think we used to wait till it got completely dark and then go out because yeah. what's the point of going out if it's not dark
0: like there's no yeah but you go home from school if it's a school day right you eat your dinner whatever relax for a little bit you get your costume ready cuz some people you know get the, the makeup and whatever it takes a little bit of time and then when the sun goes down you go out maybe carry a flashlight maybe don't maybe you have you know maybe you have uh, some friends or whatever that don't like to do that sort of thing and you just that's what the, that's when the fun happens it's like and, you know and who is who's home at 2 p.m. to hand out candy i mean like what's well, a sunday so it's I mean, like it's more okay, likely well, that, that makes people sense, will be
1: home. But yeah but some people work and Anyway, yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. It should yeah. it should be
0: at least 5 p.m. At least. Now, again, granted, we, you know, we're we're about to roll into daylight savings time. So it, you know, it's going to be a little bit darker. Uh this uh when they're trick-or-treating than it was in the past, right? You know, we're, it's getting to be winter, it's starting to get darker earlier, and then we're rolling back clocks, so it'll be even darker sooner, right? So I, like, man, maybe it it, it might be it might be dark ish, right? It might, it might look like dusk, uh, you know, a, a little bit out there. So it's not going to be completely bright. It's not going to be, it's not going to feel like mid afternoon sun at the highest peak kind of a thing. Uh, but definitely, it's, it's definitely not a nighttime celebration. It's not a, you know, you know, and maybe they don't want to do it tonight because it's a Sunday and people are, Oh, I know we're going to sleep. We got to wake up in the morning. So it's, it's our actual work day tomorrow because we don't, we don't revolve our lives around the state controlled holiday schedule, <laughs> you know? but yeah, totally bizarre. Now I will say this. Um, I, you know, I've, I've been trick-or-treating as a kid. I've been trick-or-treating as a teenager. And for a little bit of time, um, uh, my dad got scared, right? He, he fell victim, uh, to the hype that bad people were putting, uh, razor blades and candies and handing out drugs to young kids and all this. And, you know, God bless him for whatever. Uh, but he fell victim to that, right? He was concerned about, you know, trick or treating. So for a few years, uh, rather than go actual trick or treating, uh, like my my auntie's church put on a fair where you could play games to earn candy, and that was that was mm-hmm. that was the safe alternative to trick or treating, right? And it was, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't super late at night. It was like, you know, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. or something. You know, I don't remember the exact time of the kid, but I, I just, you know, but it was on the church grounds, right? But it wasn't mandated. It wasn't like you had to do this. It was, um, you know, it, despite it being a church, right? It was a market alternative to regular trick-or-treating for those families that felt safer in a church environment uh, or felt safer having their kids, you know, uh not beyond not going door to door for candy um uh, but it wasn't mandated by the city it wasn't mandated by the state it wasn't handed down from on high it was just well for those of you that are concerned here's an alternative maybe you should look into it right for everybody else you could still go trick or treating hell if you were old enough you could come play some games win some candy and then go trick or treating anyway right play games early go party at night um uh, but yeah so ridiculous
1: I think uh i was i was trying to think of the reasons why people fall for the the climate crisis hysteria and i think it's the same thing it's just you know negative information is very powerful to some people yep. uh, so yeah it, it even works uh uh you know for for to get people to vote certain ways too so they say and this is really sad too because I had a conversation with my dad saying, you know, well, the drug war has failed. It basically causes more problems than it solves. Uh, drug war is more dangerous for people than the actual drugs are. And marijuana should be legal.
0: And for the um, record, your dad's a, like a retired cop, too, which is right, an right. irony in and of itself. And so,
1: and so he basically agreed with me at the time. Uh, but then when it came to vote, well, there's a whole bunch of commercials that came out and said, well, you know, there's a whole bunch of kids in Colorado that, that are – smoking pot now you know you got to protect the high school kids and so he voted uh against marijuana in arizona jesus so, um and i don't really care about the voting or anything either but you know there's i don't think it stops anybody from smoking marijuana in arizona uh, but it does give the you know the cops the the, the go ahead to harass people uh for yes doing things with their own body so um so that's what's bad
0: but right and that's that leads into a separate conversation that i typically have um when i go like well i'm the anarchist right like this is the anarchist experience we do that as a show uh, but i try i try to hold the 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 anarchist position across the board when discussing all these things with people right um but the but for me, I also see the other side, right i i i am not uh, I'm not ignorant enough or so self absorbed that I don't see a a place for the political activist side within the movement. And the reason I don't I I, I, I can I can see the usefulness of that is because, as you said, right, passing not legalizing marijuana in Arizona probably did not stop anyone from smoking marijuana, right? Like the, the people who want to do it will do it. And those people, because they want to do it and then they do it illegally, right? Are more free because they don't let the law get in the way of their freedom to ingest whatever they choose. Uh, However, the political side of things, the people voting to make it more legal definitely removes some of the risk that those uh users have to have to undergo to do the things that they want to do. And to me that's 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 the side of it where I go, yeah, well you can kinda of make a point. Right? Uh I will be free and I will do as I please, um, but I do it with the understanding that there are risks involved with doing it. Um uh, and the political side, the own the the benefit to having those people working, um is that they remove some of the risk that I undergo by doing what I do. And if they can, if they can remove the risk, well then I'm still as free as I was, right? Cause I'm, I'm going to do it anyway, but now everyone else is freer and it's one less reason for the cops to harass you, to harangue you, uh, to get on your case, you know, one less thing for them to look at, uh, in their daily lives. So, yeah. So do, do what you want, be as free as you want. Um, uh, but accept the risk. And I'm not, and I'm not willing to get involved in the political process to alleviate that risk, uh, simply because I also, you know, well, I don't, I'm not going to ask for permission, right? I'm going to do it anyway. You can do what you want to stop me, but just be aware that you are infringing on a freedom, not providing it for me. Like that's all you can do as, as the state, all you can do is infringe on my freedom. Uh, you can't grant me anything extra like that's, that's not your place. I am free because I do as I please. And I don't infringe on the, the same freedoms of others. And all you can do is try to take that away from me. And if, and if voting well, magically makes you stop harassing me, well then fucking have at it. You know, but that's, but <laughs> that's, 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 that's where, you know, that's where I'm, that's where I would like everyone to be. Because at some point, if everyone's just doing it, the risk naturally goes away on its own, right? Because they can't arrest all of us. Like that's, you know the Larkin Rose's uh, was it the the tiny dot video uh, makes that abundantly clear in a, in illustrative form, right? That we outnumber them by such a large margin that if we simply all acted free, they couldn't stop us if they tried, right? Oh, they'll roll in the tanks and they'll drop. Yeah, have at it, right? Let's. I would love to. Uh, you know I would love to see that because you know with with like the the Bundy Ranch and other uh, other events where people came together in the face of actual government violence um, the government backed down or was unstoppable or you know not unstoppable but the government was you know couldn't do anything more was was stopped in their tracks I guess Um, okay sure well and and in other countries right foreign wars uh, Afghanistan being the big one right how long do you have to be there you know how how many place, how many other countries have tried to take over afghanistan and failed uh, and Af- and the afghans don't have the best of weapons right they just they, they know the territory and it's you know they they say it's where <laughs> empires go to die because no one can take it over it's just it's impossible the, the, even with modern technology and modern warfare and unless they're going to actually like nuke it and bomb it to glass uh, that will always remain the same yeah.
1: Well, so, I mean, Afghanistan is one of those weird U.S. Op- occupations where they don't actually even they don't even have a goal. Um, yeah. What What they would like is to be there and and everybody be okay with it. Uh, yeah. And that's just not going to happen. So. But other countries um, have
0: invaded in the past and were repelled by the by the you know guerrilla Afghan forces.
1: Sure. Um, b- but there's another way to look at it too. And it's, it, I, I read something recently, you know, about, uh, uh, you know, somebody basically saying, well, Syria, Syria still, still won, even though, uh, the U S and Israel and, you know, all these other people are trying to get, get Assad removed and, and he still won. But from my opinion, like he didn't win anything. I mean, he's, he's still there, but that doesn't mean he won. Um, I mean, if that's what the rules are,
0: just staying where you're at is winning. Then uh, that's a really shitty way to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's if, if they can occupy and and maintain control, right? Then it's an expansion of empire, right? right? Like you know, what what would the goal be to like you know to, to, to pillage and plunder and bring back resources? Well, they, they do that. They're, they 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 guard the poppy fields. <laughs> Right. If you can stay there and guard the poppy fields and bring back the drugs, well, it's kind of a win.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I think it. I mean, if if you're truly going to win, then it seems like there, there would be uh, not so much loss. I think there's a lot of loss that happens in, in okay. uh, doing whatever they're doing. That is true. Loss of like lives, they could, loss they, of property. Yeah, they could win a lot more if they if they were cooperating together. You know, yeah. I think that's what Ron Paul was trying to popular popularize. Um, you know, we could we could do more working together than we we could uh, fighting each other.
0: Yeah, but uh, in in trade with all, entangling alliances with none, or something to that effect, from even before sure. Ron Paul. Yeah. And that should be, that's, as you said, right, what's the goal? Like, that's not even stated, right? We we have the war on terror. How do you win, right? Ah, when there's no more terrorists. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, right? Yeah.
1: Well, that, that was fake, made-up BS anyway. But.
0: The war on terror or, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 end, the end goal of having no more terrorists?
1: Well, there is no end goal to have no more terrorists. Uh, it,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, the, so what's, the war on
1: terror is just
0: was just made up to justify endless war. Absolutely, but if you, if you had to have a stated goal, right? Then you know, then may, then then at least you could gauge victory or success, right? Then maybe if you had a stated goal, you could you could say that we've won or you know we've been successful at some point, right? But sure. with with no stated goal and such a a vague conceptualization of what to do now. Uh, you're right. It's just endless, right? Same with all the other wars, right? Well, the war on drugs. Well, how do you win, right? Is one one percent use, one percent addiction? Would we call that a victory? Zero. Like no, everyone's a teetotaler and no one does drugs. That's 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 the benchmark of which we're going to get. Well, but good luck with that too, <laughs> right? War on poverty is it a worldwide thing. Okay, you know, are we are we pulling up everyone who's living off two dollars a day? I don't know. I know you're setting yourself up for failure and a prolonged engagement of which you can't win. That doesn't look good. If you want to look victorious, you should set a goal in mind, right? Set the goal that's achievable at some point, you know, we're going to blow them up. Well, good. At least you have a goal, right? Go blow them up and then say like, yeah, we blew them up. We did what we said we were going to do. And, you know, I still wouldn't want that, but you know, at at least it's, at least it's something to aim for right? Have an end result in mind of which to aim for, and then work backwards on how to get that end result, I guess. But uh, open, open-ended open wars on dumb things, war on drugs, war on terror, war on poverty, uh, just, it's, it's it's a forever war that you it, you you lose everything along the way, and you eventually lose it all at the end, right? But by the time the end comes, your, you're, you know, your supplies are so depleted, right? Your resources are so, so depleted that there's no way you can continue. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like how much, how much destruction and chaos and mayhem, you know, hap- has to happen in, in Syria for them to go like, yeah, you know what? There's nothing left here. Right? What's left? It used to be a nice place and now it's just rubble and everyone. And now all the immigrants, you know, all, the, all the Syrians are like migrating elsewhere because there's no place for them to be. Is that a success? Was that the goal? to just displace millions of people and, and, you know, like what do you even pillage from there? When you recycle the concrete, I don't know. (laughs) What, what do they have? (laughs) Right. It seems like this, the other thing, right? Like I'm not advocating for it, but it seems like, uh, his historical conquests, right. At least came back with something, right. You, you invaded, you took the gold, you took the diamonds, you took the jewels, you, you know, you did all that stuff. You killed the men so that they, you know, they couldn't reproduce and build their population back up, you know, and then you came home with all these riches, right? I just, I don't, I don't even see that aspect of it. And I'm not glorifying that either, right? I just, I don't even see that from U.S. conquest. Like, what are you coming back with? What do you get aside from like opium poppy from Afghanistan, like (laughs) drone, drone bombing weddings? Like what, what's, what are you getting from that? Right. What's, what's to be gained? Is that one less terrorist? I don't know. It's not, you didn't even bomb the terrorist. You bombed the wedding. You missed the target, blew stuff up, destroyed resources. You're not going to rebuild it, right? As, as we know that, you know, the, the, the broken window fallacy, uh, you know, any resources go to that is just taken from somewhere else and they're not even going to rebuild it. So that means the, 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 the Syrians and the Kurds or whoever who eventually will have to rebuild that if they so choose. Right, are, are going to have to divert resources from other productive endeavors uh, to rebuild what the, the United States just decided to blow up, just on a whim, like screw those guys, and boom, it's gone now. And I don't get it; it's it's dumb on so many levels. I'm surprised how many people support it. All right, moving on. Sure. All right, you want headlines? I've only got a couple in the short, so we might have to we have to dig deep uh, from some of the ones we skipped over the past <laughs> couple weeks. When we had Ken on. We have no Ken, so there's only two of us talking today. Where are you, Ken? All right. Headline. Uh, The TSA gets cheeky after confiscate. Do you want to take a guess at this or did you already see it? What do you think they confiscated? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, Toilet paper holder. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Headline. How kids create wealth by trading Halloween candy. I'm going to move that one to the front. Let's do that one first. Just because it's kind of themed in with the other Halloween things. Uh, Headline, Colorado police who blew up family's house with chemical bomb just to catch a shoplifter owes them nothing, court rules. Uh, That's another interesting one. And finally, headline, anti-vaping propaganda in schools undermines critical thinking and spreads dangerous misinformation. Uh, Normally I'd let you take a shot, MC, and see which one you like. Uh, I'll give you the second one if you want to do one after this. But I want to do the Halloween one just because it's uh, themed in... It's it's themed in with, you know, my biggest gripe of the week. Um, and I don't know, the, comm, the commies who don't listen to this can maybe get a lesson, get a quick econ lesson uh, in how to create wealth. All right, so headline, how kids create wealth by trading Halloween candy. And we should probably make a Walmart run too, because that stuff's got to be on sale. Although, you know, if you're Walmart and you would normally have your after Halloween sale, uh, do you hold out because the city postponed Halloween? Like, can you get, like, three or four extra days of, of regular price purchases now? That the, is there a conspiracy going on to prolong the sale of Halloween candy? Can you go trick-or-treating as Santa Claus? Because it's after the holiday and everyone's starting to think about Christmas, skipping completely over Thanksgiving. Just thoughts. How kids create wealth by trading Halloween candy. Uh, from the American Institute for Economic Research. Last year, we spent a lovely evening with friends, enjoying a dinner of baked potatoes with homemade chili, garnished with bits de bacon, and locally sourced shredded cheddar. The nearest target isn't that far, after all, and served with sour cream reduction. Uh, Even the kids, who had gathered in the downstairs playroom to trade Halloween candy, liked it. And trade they did. I listened in occasionally and sounded like the commodities exchange scene from Trading Places. At one point, I heard a price that almost made me drive to the grocery store to buy candy so I could get in on the action. The the kids were creating wealth, even though they weren't making any new candy. How? They were getting candy they preferred for candy they didn't like as much. Uh, My daughter, for example, mentioned that she doesn't actually like candy with caramel in it. I was surprised to learn this. This means Snickers, Twix, Milky Ways, and a whole host of other delicious candies are out. Oh my God, I have to trade with his daughter. Uh, if trade isn't an option, she simply, she's simply stuck with a lot of candy she doesn't want to eat. With access to a market consisting, in this case, of her brothers and friends, she is able to swap the caramel-containing candies she doesn't want for non-caramel-containing candy candies she does. She is better off. Her trading partners are better off. There's an important lesson here. By getting candy into the hands of those who value it most highly, the kids are creating wealth. It's a mistake to think that wealth consists of stuff. Wealth rather is whatever people value. For someone who likes Snickers bars, Snickers bars are wealth. For someone who doesn't like Snickers bars, they aren't wealth. They aren't wealth unless they can be traded. If they can, the excess Snickers bars becomes wealth because they can be swapped for something better. My daughter likes M&M's and has a sure-fit of Snicker Bars. Her friends generally prefer Snicker Bars to M&M's. They're both better off when they trade. My daughter has more M&M's and fewer Snicker Bars, and her friend has more Snicker Bars and fewer M&M's. When the market grows, they have more opportunities to improve their well-being. After trick-or-treating on Halloween, my kids sat down and began trading amongst themselves. It's a fairly limited market though because the trick or because they trick-or-treated together and brought in roughly similar candy hauls. Their friends, however, trick-or-treated in different neighborhoods and had a slightly different assortment of candy. Furthermore, they came to the trading room with different preferences and this means my daughter had more opportunity to unload excess caramel containing candy for stuff she liked better. Uh, if we made the market even bigger, and I suspect that there is a thriving candy exchange at school, it's possible she might even start trying to get Snickers bars and other candies with caramel in them. Why? It's not that many kids who dislike caramel, and I'm pretty sure someone with a bag full of stickers and Twix, can find ready buyers willing to pay a handsome price in Laffy Taffy and Nerds. Hence, we might see an enterprising trader who doesn't like Snickers bars buying them in one market intending to sell them at a premium in another. The post-Halloween candy market is a commercial society of traders buying low and selling high. And it's a microcosm of what happens when market exchange works well. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go see if my kids have any stickers bars to sell. Uh, end of the article. Did you ever do this, MC? Did you ever, like, you know, trade out some candy uh, after Halloween was done? Get anything <laughs> good out of it? Uh, not Not much.
1: I mean I'm sure I traded sometimes but I, I think I liked all the candy so I just ate it all.
0: That may be true. I I remember um my cousin, I don't know if you even my cousin, I do like caramel candies, but my cousin liked them more. Um uh, I think uh like sugar daddies? Are you did you have like the sugar daddies and sugar babies? Mhm. Yeah. And ca- caramello was another big one uh that he liked. So, you know again when like you know it was my auntie's house and my auntie's church that we ended up going to so in the end right like that that was those were the ones that i would trade off to him um because i'm you know i, I like the i like the normal stuff right I like the snickers I like the Kit Kat, i like twix uh, reese's peanut butter cups apparently apparently that's a big deal like everyone everyone all the other articles i read like the reese's peanut butter cups is like you know the the, the millionaire's candy um and i get it they're good i just i don't i don't hold them to maybe that high of regard like that's like you know (laughs) that's the money shot if you can get a if you can get a Reese's peanut butter cup in your Halloween bag apparently you've got something going on there but yeah so we you know we used to trade it out and I think a lot of you know uh, the other thing with me was the Halloween candy usually went to waste a lot of it like I don't don't know how I ever acquired that much candy and didn't finish it um, but I don't remember ever finishing it all and I don't remember you know what what happened to it all. Like you just, you get candied out after like a week or two and it's like, eh, do I really want it? Nah, eh, probably not. <laughs> but it's also, this this article, also, you know, as I was reading it, I was thinking like, you know, it's, it's a similar thing, um, it's a cliche, but it's also a similar aspect when you talk about like, you know, uh, what do they trade for in prisons, right? Like cigarettes becomes the currency. Uh, Even if you don't smoke and I don't smoke. So I'm like, what I, how why would I get cigarettes in prison? Well, it's because you acquire it uh, to trade it for something else. And this is, this is the weird thing. Uh, Again, we're going to go back to the, the, the commies, the ancoms, the, the syndicalist, even maybe the the, the socialist, the anarcho-socialist is that they don't understand, uh, I guess the function of money because they want everything to be just, just traded straight up like the the whole idea of the uh the the mutual coincidence of wants like that concept uh just goes over their head they go no 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 we don't need money right you just when i need something from you you just give it to me and when you need something from me i just give it to you right no, no trade necessary we just keep giving each other gifts <laughs> and well <laughs> Right? Are, you're, are you? Am, am I? Am I? Am I them at all, or does that sound familiar to well, you?
1: That's basically it. But uh, I mean, they're the reasons for them thinking like that are because they've been sold lies. But um, my 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 bigger bigger problem with that the idea that you know people could just trade or give people gifts is well, uh, there's there's a reason why markets exist there's a reason why the you know the, the mall exists uh because there's uh everything you want can be located there and it's easy to get anything that you want uh if you just bring money
0: right yeah and all um, those places will take green pieces of paper if you're in the united states right. or, or where money is
1: yeah or plastic or uh you know sometimes bitcoin you know there's Uh, Money makes uh, exchange easier, and and that's why they all accept it. So um, if you brought in, you know, 12 cases of eggs, um, it's likely that they're not going to need the eggs because if they they really wanted eggs, they could just go to the supermarket themselves and get it uh, when they want it, and then they wouldn't have to, uh, you know, Drive back home and put the eggs in the refrigerator and come back, you know, ready to trade more things. Or if um, they have an
0: abundance of eggs, <laughs> right? Then you got to find yeah. someone else to trade the eggs for. It's a bad yeah. currency.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Um, and so basically, most of the communists are w- would be accepting of eliminating um, eliminating markets, which is, you know, would be horrible to me, um, and and most people um and and what would they gain for eliminating markets well you'd have to do more things yourself um you'd have much fewer people to trade with um and well and you once you start trading you
0: you affect the market right any most, it, as, most small sure, as it is
1: it would it would be forced to be a really small market and and right. it would be really hard to do business and it would uh you would have to do a lot more trading with a lot more people and you just and people just don't have that that much time so you would have to you basically you would have to do with less um, and that's also okay with them um
0: well because that makes the is, wealthy people down to their level right we all have less and now there's no super wealthy there's no hierarchy of money right yeah everyone but they, gets. they the don't care. they don't
1: care that they don't they also don't care that Poor people would also have to deal with less.
0: Well, p- poor people already deal with less, less than the wealthy. They deal with
1: less, but they would have to deal if, if we went to communism, they'd have to deal with less than they have now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, one loaf of bread per or one one slice of bread instead of a loaf.
1: Yeah, it's like you know who who eats at fast food restaurants a lot. You know, poor people. Okay, well, we're gonna yep. we're just gonna eliminate fast food restaurants. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, maybe somebody will make you some freaking bread, you know, <laughs> is that is yeah. that how you want to live? Uh, or would you rather have, uh, you know, <laughs> McDonald's and Taco Bell <laughs> to uh, visit once in a while or, you know, every day if that's your thing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's, again, that's the weird part. That's the weird part about it. Like, I don't, I I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. When engaging these discussions, or at least I used to try to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, what is, it th- what is it that they're missing and how can I explain this a little bit differently so maybe that they'll get it? And they just never seem to get it. Like, re- really what they want yeah. is, like, everything they, – they, they basically want to, like, bring the wealthy down so that they can move up to, like, maybe middle class, right? Because they don't want to be ex- – yeah. they don't want to be exceedingly wealthy, or you know uh, obscenely wealthy but they don't want to be poor either like they they're stuck in this poor mentality and they want to get yeah. just above that right and the only yeah. way they can see to get just above that is by bringing a whole bunch of people down right even even Bernie Sanders like oh no no this is this is this is terrible and we're going to tax all the wealthy people um so that so that we can afford all these things to 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 bring everyone else up like well you 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 kind of missing the boat there right like There's plenty of ways up, you know, and there's, there's, and the fact that wealthy people are are up, right, has nothing to do with you, right? They, you know, they're not holding you down. It's just that you can only, your, your, your limited mindset can only see one solution to get your wealth up and that's by stealing from somebody else. Like, well, it's not stealing, they shouldn't have it.
1: So yeah, the, the belief in uh, being stuck in a, in a hierarchy uh, or, or, I think I mentioned that before. The there, there's people that believe that they're not in control of their lives, and that and oh, that there's this, lots this, of people. This, this it's the system that is keeping them at whatever level in the hierarchy that, they're at, and uh, and there is it's not like there's no truth to that. It, there is some, but that doesn't mean that uh, we should completely uh, control everybody else's lives um just because you know we're we're not as high on the hierarchy as we want right. so and so so there's the hierarchy problem that that's one angle they come from and and the other one is like if, if you try to think about their u- utopia uh, they they believe that somehow if we get rid of money uh, then, there will be no more greed, and people will just uh, stop competing with each other and just, you know, use their talents to help everybody else out. Yes. and that is that is completely fake because most people are motivated only uh, by their needs and wants. Um, they're not motivated to help other people, and I think. Just the way the markets work kind of shows that, like
0: right. I've always said that's the beauty of the of the capitalist system, right? Is that the the way to get the the way to get ahead, right? If you're like greedy, dirty, I just I just want all the money in the fucking world, right? The only way you can do that in a capitalist system uh, is is to provide things that other people want, and they will trade with you. Yeah, right? I mean, there, there's people. ways
1: to do it with with fraud and deception too, like military-industrial complex, for example. Uh, but sure. that generally involves the government. Um, I think if if the military-industrial complex operated in a market-based system, uh, people wouldn't fund it. There would be not that much of a market for our uh, huge military. Right. Uh, I'm sure some people would, um, but I don't think it would be enough to necessarily, uh, you know, bomb people in in the Middle East, uh, nonstop. Yeah.
0: And and let them fund it, right? Go by all means. I you know, I want to I want to share with you a quick quote uh, before we move too far off of the topic uh, of the mindset. So this comes from someone uh, w- who would who would probably who would probably consider themselves like liberty minded, maybe even a libertarian. A self uh, th- this person is a self proclaimed Georgist, whatever the fuck that is, right? I was like, oh great. Now, so I looked into it's as dumb as anything else and this is this is the quote you can do anything you set your mind to is a classist and ableist myth with zero scientific backing <laughs> right like a a victim to all these circumstances that society brings down upon people right and you you, you trying to get yourself out of it is it, your belief that you can take yourself out of it is a is a classist and ableist myth Right, there are some people that are just unlucky, yeah. and that's what they get, and nothing you can do about it. Therefore, what get the government involved? Right? Well, someone the, has to take. The, care I of. mean,
1: the whole thing is is isn't meant to be fact anyway. It's 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 a slogan, and it's a motivational slogan. And you know, if you take that as something that you need to uh, attack like as a bad idea, uh, then that
0: that's your problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well then you, then you will remain a victim to your circumstance ad infinitum, right? If you, if you can't take control of your own life and your own circumstance and bend it to your will instead of vice versa, then you will always be, you know, you will always be victim to the will of other people who do believe that they can do such things. Right. I, I, I'm going to bring up Elon Musk again, because um, uh, not not the not the free market hero, but someone who definitely has used the system as it is to bend around to his will, right? Mm-hmm. He he states a goal. He goes, "We're gonna do it," and then somehow, right? The 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 parts the parts start lining up and getting in place for whatever bizarre idea he's come up with, right? Mm-hmm. We're 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 we're, we're we're going to do private trips to outer space. That's busy. That's weird. Who's, why would you do that? And all of a sudden it's done, right? We're going to dig a hole. So you can go from like, you know, New York to Los Angeles in 15 minutes. Uh, that's pretty weird too. Elon, but all of the, you know, the boring company exists, right? I don't know where they're testing. Um, in New York to LA might, you know, might not be the actual route, but the shit's in motion, right? You know, even though it's a government program, the whole, like, we're going to go land on the moon thing, right, was was someone going, like, we're going to do this Uh-oh. because I've declared it to be so. And now – now and then everything else starts to line up and follow. And maybe they lined up and followed him because it was a government program and he couldn't do anything about it. So what? For this particular example, I get it. You, you know, you, you, we can have that discussion later and I'll let you win it. Um, but it's, it's the mindset of I'm declaring it to be so. And then things will start to fall in place to make that happen. and the problem you know again with, with the the ancoms who don't believe in markets or the real commies who don't believe in markets is they were their mindset keeps them in a place where they're, they're they will always and forever will be victim to circumstance uh, because it's not their fault that they're the poor right they could have been born into a wealthy family um, but they're not. And, but they weren't. And so they can't take control over their lives and make it better. And so everyone else must suffer alongside and beside them, uh, instead. And that's ridiculous. It, it, it always has been, but trading Halloween candy, right? Creating markets, right? Creating, creating wealth with just what you have. Uh, absolutely. You know, if you if you've got something to trade or you've got a way to make money, uh, if that's your thing. Uh, then go ahead and use that, and you know start collecting what other people want, right? <laughs> that's why. That's why a lot of people in the beginning, right, were like you know gold traders, or now like uh, hoarding crypto, hodling crypto, right? It's it's a it's a an, it's it's an accumulation phase, because at some point you think that you're going to be able to trade that for something much better later, right? And it doesn't have to be dollars at the end, right? It could be things, right, like the the Lambo right? That's, that's the big thing. It's, at some point, uh, your crypto will be worth the Lambo and that's when you get the Lambo right now. You can't afford it, but you, you're, you accumulate the things that might lead you to that point later. Uh, I, it was, I think it was said in jest, but it's partially true. Uh, talking to a, a local, uh, activist, uh, in, in state. And he called me a bad activist cause I don't spend my crypto, right? There's so many places in town, <laughs> There's so many places in town that take it. I go. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. You want you want to comment well, on? That? I, I mean, I, obviously, you, you probably
1: want the crypto more than you want your dollars. Uh, otherwise, why why have the crypto? So,
0: well, but here's.
1: I, go ahead. If it's more convenient to use the crypto,
0: then then do it. Um, but usually, it's not, and that's that's my whole thing. Right. And but and so to, to make me a good activist, what I have to do is take an extra step. Right, I have to go I have to go to the place that takes the crypto, spend the crypto, and then buy more crypto to replenish it. Right. Right. I go, well that's an extra step. Right? Like I've already bought the crypto, I'll just spend the dollars. <laughs> yeah. And I go bad activist. Because if you do it that if you do it like I do it, right, then then spending crypto well, doesn't become if, a thing.
1: If there was another reason to use the crypto, for example, if you if you know that uh, you have to pay tax if you if you use dollars, um, and then if you get like tax free if you use the crypto, then that would be a pretty decent reason to use the crypto. Okay, because um, then you could save some money, and and then when you replenish your crypto, um, you know you you could you would have more dollars to, to replenish with more crypto. Right. Um, okay. So, and to be fair, and-
0: then this this th- where we go wh- where this exchange takes place. Sorta of does that. Uh, cool. Be, uh, you get um, you you spend the crypto and then you get ten percent back, right? Cool. So you, but that but the, the the crypto markets fluctuate. So unless mm-hmm. both transactions happen simultaneously, there's no guarantee that your return is going to be positive or negative based on when you replenish, right? Sure. the The price could the price could drop and then like oh well that you know that burger costs twenty dollars instead of fifteen type of a thing, <laughs> um, and uh, it's not like you know the the burgers the burgers 15 bucks and then you get 10% back right there's no the burgers 15 bucks plus tax um and again <laughs> the, the 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 prepared food tax here is ridiculous like i can't i can't believe there's no one like working on that you know there, there's, there's no income tax there's no sales tax in new hampshire prepared food tax off the chain off the chart uh 9% it's fucking a dude like i'm yeah, not they, tipping they
1: obviously don't like poor people.
0: Yeah, because they they tax <laughs> they tax prepared foods at nine percent. Um, so you you so when you go out to this place to spend your crypto, right? It's like you know you, the price of the food plus nine percent, and then you spend the crypto to get ten percent back. So you're basically it's like a one percent savings if the if the goal is to like avoid sales tax, um, which to me not worth it. You know, not, 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 not worth, not worth the hassle of having to constantly, um, constantly replenish a crypto holdings, uh, just, just to perpetuate the idea that these places should take crypto. No, the places should take crypto because they see some value in it anyway. And or that they have another use, right. To, to trade for it. Now, if I were getting paid, In crypto, um, which I guess technically I do uh, a little bit for for my, my services at free talk live, then maybe, you know, you pay me in Bitcoin cash and I I could use that to go spend or whatever, um, or not depending on which way it's going. Um, but I, you know, my, my goal is not to continuously, uh, you know, continuously buy and sell crypto, uh, just to get a little savings here or there, right. I'm a bad activist because I accumulate when I can because I foresee some higher price in the future of which I will then try to sell. Um, and if not, you know, if it starts to go down, 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 well, then maybe I'll start buying stuff in crypto to, to, you know, to, to, uh, to liquidate at that time. Right. But for me, now is not the time. And it's a, it's an extra step, right? The, the, well, the if it goes down, you don't want, you don't want
1: to liquidate. If it goes down, you want to buy more.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying for if, if you're generally correct, but what I'm saying is, if you if you if you if, you, if it's the doomsday, if it's the doomsday scenario, and you think it's crashing, it's going to hit zero, and it's the end of the experiment, right? Yeah. Then you got to liquidate at some point. Okay. But yeah, that's. But generally, you're right. I agree with you. Uh, when when it's going down, buy more, and then wait for it to go up. But if if I foresaw doomsday, I was like, well, this crypto thing isn't working out, and I just you know, uh, like Cosmo, right? Just waited <laughs> until the absolute worst time. To liquidate and say like fuck i'm getting out of this and it just <laughs> needed like a couple weeks more patience you know come on cosmo um and he knew better right like we you know he sh- he should have known better but either way right i'm saying you know he he saw a doomsday scenario could not see that the the bottom it was going to bottom out and so he liquidated to, to just to get out to to say like i'm not going to do this anymore and that's what i'm saying you know, liquid liquidate when it's most convenient for you. But if you know, if you if you're trying to cut your losses, just like stocks, right? You know, if the, if the company is going bankrupt, you're not going to hold the cash on the hopes that it rebounds. You you sell off, you take a loss, or whatever, and you, and you get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want, you don't want to ride it all the way to zero and continue to buy the stock as the as the company's going under. I don't I don't foresee that happening in the crypto space, which is why I'm not selling, right? Which is why I'm not taking the extra step. Um, you know, at, at the restaurants or, or any place else, because on the other side of that transaction, right, it's an extra step for the proprietor of the restaurant as well, right? Because the likelihood is he's got he's now got all this crypto. Um, I don't think he's spending it like as as a consumer. He's just going to an exchange and cashing it out and getting cash. Wait, you never
1: know. Maybe maybe he has a couple of employees that accept crypto as payment for uh, that is wages. I don't know. That is true that, maybe that 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 would be the goal is, is when when people can use their talents and and time uh directly for
0: crypto um that that would be awesome yeah and and of course, there are some people um able to do that now, right it's especially sure. here in New Hampshire, it's a little bit easier um to work for crypto and in the crypto industry, i guess um here than it is probably wherever you're at it just it just works out that way. So, yeah, if, you know, depending on your skill set, you could probably get paid a little bit in crypto. Um, And again, depending on how much you want, because at some point, you know, not every place takes it. So in order to get the the regular things in life, you have to liquidate a little bit here and there, right? Like you're not going to go to the general grocery store yet and buy crypto. You're not going to fill your gas in your car up uh, by paying in crypto. Not yet. Anyway without some sort of workaround, right? Oh, you get the big paid debit card, and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah the extra steps. Let's, let's you know, w- when it gets to not extra steps, yeah, maybe we'll talk more. But extra steps, right now, not interested. Bad activists, who, I don't care. Good activists, you go get it to the point where, you know, I don't have to worry about extra steps, and then, you know, the, then I'll be the good little activist that you want me to be. But until then, no. All right. Any more thoughts? Moving on? Uh, yeah, move on. TSA, oh, do you want? is there anyone that uh, jumped out to you? Otherwise, I'm going to do no, TSA. No, no,
1: anything is good.
0: All right. Oh, you know what? Man, let's try to get through this one quick because I kind of wanted to do the, the Colorado one. But this one's funny. The TSA gets cheeky after confiscating a toilet paper holder, keeping America safe. Uh, for this one, I'm going to read the article, but you got to go look at the picture because this is a toilet paper holder that looks like a revolver. But, instead of boats, but, it's obvi- but it's obviously a toilet paper holder. It's obviously a toilet paper holder. Uh, the Transportation Security Administration made us all a little safer this week by confiscating a gun. The gun was actually a toilet paper roll. Uh, but surely that's just a small detail. And it's not a toilet paper roll. The article is a toilet paper roll. It's a holder. Uh, how not to roll through a checkpoint, the agency joked in a Thursday press release. According to the release, a passenger attempted to board a plane with a gun in his carry-on, but it wasn't just any firearm. The gun was actually a replica of a revolver outfitted to, as the press release states, spin toilet paper instead of bullets. The Associated Press reports that the passenger was given three options to put the item in a checked bag, give it to a friend outside the airport, or give it to the TSA. He went with the third option. Uh, The TSA's website includes a list of restrictions on toy guns. While there is some leeway for fake weaponry, the agency prohibits items that resemble realistic firearms or weapons. Uh, TSA officers also have the discretion to confiscate an item they believe poses a security threat. It is ridiculous, of course, to claim that a toilet paper holder even one fashioned from an old and defunct gun is a legitimate threat to national security. It's, it's about as dangerous as a drag queen's fake boobs. Uh, But that didn't stop the TSA, not just from seizing it, but from patting themselves on the back for everyone to see. Uh, They can't help it. The agency rarely misses a moment to post its quirky, uh, its quirky catches on social media. Just a few weeks ago, it showed off a gun-shaped radio with captions to the tune of Wonderwall. Uh, meanwhile, federal reports from 2015 to, and 17 have shown that the agency misses the overwhelming majority of contraband smuggled onto planes. Uh, I hope the TSA is enjoying its latest catch. I wonder what it missed in the meantime. Uh, so your, your thoughts on this, MCA? You, you've seen the picture. Um, how ridiculous is this? um i i don't
1: know i i i this up to the same thing as as, is virtue signaling it's like obviously it's just it's just uh uh it's not it's not a gun obviously so why why would they why would somebody even waste two seconds confiscating it and making a newsworthy event out of it because it's a victory Um, for the
0: tsa look what we caught yeah. yeah Now, I will say this, prior prior to the TSA, um my dad and my now stepmom, we had a scare at the airport. Um I th- I think my dad was like coming back from a business trip or they were coming back from a trip to like Texas or something like that. Um and they had like uh toy guns wrapped uh you know as as like a present, like a I can't remember if it was a birthday or a Christmas present or whatever. Um and the bag got stopped somewhere along the way, uh, and I just I remember I, I I don't remember exactly what happened. I just kind of remember the stories about it afterwards. Uh, but apparently, I think oh yeah I think maybe my stepmom it was my stepmom returning from someplace because she's the only one that remembered uh, because she screeched out right, oh my god, the guns, right as to why the bag was stopped you know and 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 checked uh, and to which. My dad goes, wait a minute, you know, what is it, what is it you're not telling me, <laughs> like what guns, and it was some, you know, some cheap toy cowboy guns that were wrapped, so they had to like open the bag and take, and unwrap the present, and like, oh yeah, toy guns, uh, but again, prior to TSA, uh, the, the, the guns boarded the plane, uh, just no longer wrapped uh, as as the gift would be. Maybe they were departing. I think maybe she was, like, going through a checkpoint, taking, taking the toy to another relative out of state. That might have been it. Again, don't quote me on the whole story, but just another anecdote of, you know, toy guns. Yeah, sure, they caught it, and they decided uh, this, obviously, a toy, uh, obviously, you know, wrapped in, you know, toys like toys would be, uh, manufacturers, retail packaging, and no problem, right? But now it looks like a gun. Obviously, for toilet paper, hold the presses, you know, stop from going forward, um, and yeah, and and then to brag about it, right? It's like it's like the cops who post their, their pictures when they get like a drug bust, but like a quarter ounce of marijuana. They're like, look, what we got off the streets, boys. Woo, chalk one up for the good guys. Nonsense. <laughs> but this gives me an idea, MC. Like, what can we what can we put into our bags, right? That TSA would confiscate that they would be proud to confiscate but we could make them look ridiculous like what else you know what uh physical bitcoin that would be fun what <laughs> what is this uh that's my bitcoin so you're not allowed to take that are you, uh, are you gonna post me on instagram now sir one whole bitcoin confiscated you know trying trying to take uh ten thousand dollars across international oh all right nine thousand no eight thousand dollars Oh, no, back to $11,000 across international boards. <laughs> One whole physical bit. Yeah, that'd be fun. I could see that. But well, yeah, right. think about what's, it. Go ahead. What's next? What's next? Oh, oh we man. You wanted to get to something. I wanted to. Uh, okay, this is short. This is, this is short and ridiculous. So let's get to this real quick. Colorado police who blew up Framley's house with chemical bomb just to catch shoplifter owes them nothing. Uh, court rules. Now, this, it, uh, I'll read through it um but it's it's really important later in later in the article uh, a colorado family whose house was destroyed in a 19-hour standoff between police and an armed shoplifter is not entitled to any compensation from the department that rendered them homeless an appeals court has ruled police who deployed explosives an armored vehicle to flush out a man who'd stolen two belts and a shirt from a greenwood village walmart from the house of leo and alfonsia leck are not required to compensate the couple for destroying their home, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled on Tuesday. It just goes to show that they can blow up your house, throw you out on the street, and say, see you later, deal with it, Leo Leck told the Washington Washington Post in an interview after the shocking ruling. The Lecks sued after the city gave them just $5,000 to cover the expense of being rendered homeless in 2015. The house was condemned, rebuilding it, cost almost $400,000, Leo claimed, and such a tiny sum fobbed off as compensation was insulting. But in 2018, a judge sided with police deeming the damage justified. Uh, Tuesday's ruling by a panel of three judges affirmed that decision. Here's where it gets interesting. A shoplifter with no relation to the Lex, Jonathan Seacat, randomly selected their house as a hideout as he fled from police on June 3rd, 2015. When police first entered the home, he shot through the floor at them, inspiring them to bring in the heavy artillery. Over the course of the next 19 hours, police rammed the house repeatedly with an armored Bearcat vehicle and used explosives, including 72 chemical bombs and gas grenades, to gain access to the suspect. But because the home was destroyed in the course of a police raid, the judge ruled that Lex were not entitled to compensation under the Taking Clause, the constitutional requirement that the government pay property owners for land it confiscates, usually under eminent domain. After all, the property was destroyed in the course of law enforcement. The police acted to preserve the safety of the public when they all but demolished the Lex home to arrest a shoplifter, according to the court. Uh, We reject the Lex assertion that the police power does not encompass the state's ability to seize property from an innocent owner. Judge Nancy Morris wrote in her decision affirming the 2018 ruling, insisting the defendant's actions benefits the public. Uh, The state should not be required to pay for property damage incurred at the act of keeping the public safe, lest the threat of hefty compensation stop them from performing their duties. Moritz continued. Uh, End of the article. So, to recap for you, MC, and just to get your uh, thoughts quickly, the guy steals two belts and a shirt, runs into this house, and then when the police uh, get shot at, they destroy the house of innocent homeowners, and now are refusing to pay them anything uh, after only offering them five grand for $400,000 worth of damage. Your thoughts? Yeah.
1: Oh, that, that really sucks.
0: Fucking aid sucks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it, they deserve it. I wonder if I wonder if they're uh uh government boot
0: bootlickers that that happened to. No, I don't know. Usually that's the case, but um unfortunately, but still. I mean, even if that were the case, this is still far well, beyond anything reasonable in any respect.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe they're going to turn anarchists now. Hopefully. Um But yeah, uh hopefully they'll be able to get some get some money back somehow. Uh, it probably it's not going to be from want, the state. Yeah, it probably makes them want to uh,
0: you know vandalize the the police station. I hope something like that. <laughs> if you can't get restitution, get revenge. Fucking yeah, it. Yeah. it so the other thing, the other like just ridiculous thing about this, right, is they said that this was for public safety, right, to pre- preserve the safety of the public the shoplifter wasn't harming the public at large, right? If anything, there was like a civil case with Walmart for two belts and a shirt, right? He only attempted to harm the police. And the only reason he attempted to harm the police is because they were coming after him as a criminal, which he is, right? But for two belts and a shirt, right? this is another one um, we, uh, we talked, did we talk about it last week? This is another one of those like pride things from the Stadies, right? They couldn't just let this go. They couldn't like walk away for two belts and a shirt. I'm sure if you said like, we're going to do $400,000 of damage to your house, right? The homeowners would have coughed up 20 bucks to pay for the two belts and a shirt, right? Like at, at, what, at what point do we go like, hmm. well, this is completely unreasonable for two four $400,000 of damage to protect the public from two belts and a shirt. Come on. Right on. All right, final thoughts. I'm I'm fired up now, but we're at the end. (laughs) Fuck those guys. Fuck the police. All cops are bastards. Uh, You know, take it out on them, right? Blow up the police station. Blow up their house, right? Buy yourself a bearcat and ram all the... Everyone who rammed the house with a bearcat, I'm fine. If you you just bury them up to their neck and let the buzzards pick out their eyeballs. Fuck them all. (laughs) And the judges. Final thoughts? I'm glad you got that off your chest. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so pissed. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, minds.com slash experience And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash experience uh, Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.